You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. So, we had a big big weekend, (laughs) a really big weekend, and um, I... I did not expect um, the way that I would react on 4th of July when I saw all of our people show up and just sacrifice so much. And, well, it wasn't that much, but, you know, you sacrifice by coming out. Um, Many of you gave of your resources, money. Many of you found joy going to the store to buy a raffle gift. if you were there, um, we didn't take account, but we would probably a thousand plus people came out. Um, it was absolutely incredible um, to hear from our community officials that they've never seen anything like this in Blanchester. And um, I was just overwhelmed, honestly, with such pride um, to think, wow, I had to be a part of this incredible movement this incredible group of people, some of us leaders and our staff, we would just, we'd come, we'd come together and we're like, is this crazy or what? Like we did not expect it. We should have expected it. But you guys show up. When we give the call and we create an experience and an opportunity for you guys to come up and serve, you guys show up. And so I just want to, from the bottom of my heart, just thank you for everything you've done. Maybe you weren't at the event, but you sure were thinking about us and you prayed for us. Maybe you weren't at the event. Maybe you were in the parade. Man, that group of soldiers out in the hot with the covering on their face, no complaining at all that we heard anyways. And um, Terry and his group. And uh, Ernie Merkey uh, just took so much upon himself. And I could go on and on and on, and I would miss somebody. So I'm not going to name any more names, so please don't be offended. But all of you, I look at all the faces here, and I see how all of you were involved. Guys, you're being one voice, and we're starting to understand, and the community is listening. Did you hear me? The community is listening. Because we have something to say, but we say it in a way that is going to be different than most. We do more together. We do more together. And as we're in the third week, the first week, we looked at our vision from 30,000 feet. We looked at what it is we're looking to do, who we are what God has called us to do and where we're going and what we long to see. And then last week, we actually experienced it. Wasn't that cool to see kids, the next generation, proclaim Christ as their Lord and get baptized? We saw and we heard and we experienced stories of life change, locally and globally. And so today... We're going to just really recap who we are, and then we're going to go into the big picture of breaking 
the big picture down. What I mean by that is, what does this look like? Okay, we understand who we are, we understand where we're going, but what does this really look like? Because I think all of you want to be a part of what God's doing here and throughout our community. But if you don't know what that looks like, you can't necessarily come alongside and start to be the church. Does that make sense? And so, real quick, who we are. Who we are, this is who we are. We are real people. Say real people with me. Real people, real hope, say real hope. Real relationships, real life change. That's our vision. That's what we long to see. Vision is you're looking forward in the future and you're saying, this is what we long to see. And we're seeing glimpses of it now, but we wanna see exponential growth in this area. Real hope, what does that mean? We wanna see people captured by, I love that sound by the way, I love that sound. Mm. Speaking of, is Joel and Raquel here? They have a brand new baby. Is it Evelyn? Right in the back. I thought that was Joel screaming, but it's, no. It's someone else's. But congratulations to all of you. Now back to vision. We want to see real people not just come to church. That's not what we're about. That's not what the church is about. We want to see people captured and changed by the love of Jesus Christ. That's where it all is found. It's not about routine. It's not about religion. Religion is not what we're about. Relationship with Jesus is what we're about. Real relationships. I've said this before, I don't believe that a believer, a follower of Christ can grow to the capacity of the design of each believer outside of the context of relationship. I I don't believe so. You can be a Christian, you can be saved, not go to church, not be connected to relationship, but I would wonder how deep your relationship with Jesus is going to go because Jesus created us to grow together. That's why Jesus did his ministry for three years with a group of messed up misfits. And he lived life with them. The King of Kings, the Messiah, decided and chose to live life in relationship with others. And so we are called to do that. And we believe as those three components come together, we believe that we're going to see exponential real life change. And we do this here at ECC a little bit different than other churches around our area, and that's okay. Just because we're different doesn't make us wrong. Just because you're traditional and you like a liturgical service doesn't make you wrong. Just because you may like a little bit more drums and a little bit more bass and you want more worship than teaching doesn't make the church wrong. It just gives it a different flavor and a different style and a different target of reaching people. And so we're not in competition. We need to break those walls in this community. There is a thick spiritual divide, stronghold in our community of competition between the churches. That's gotta stop. And guess what, it starts with us. Starts with me. Starts with you. And so we're going to do this at Elevation. We're We're gonna see our vision happen by doing this. Creating experiences, 
for people to encounter and engage in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We want to connect them to grow as a disciple in the context of community, and we want them to help others do the same. That's what we believe, that's what we breathe, that's what we're passionate about, and that's what we're going to see. We believe it, our staff believes it, our elders believe it, and we're gonna fight for it, and we're gonna empower all you all to do the same. We're going to create experiences for people to engage and encounter in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We're going to connect them into discipleship relationships to grow together in the context of community. And then we're going to teach them to do the same to other people. We want to fully connect people to Christ, his community, and his cause. So who are we for? It's very simple. We are for everyone because people matter. We are the body of Christ, and so Christ and all the epistles in the New Testament all talk about loving each other in the family of God, okay? So it is about us in the family of God, but it's so much more than just us frozen chosen, shall we say, or us holy huddle, our founding pastor Craig used to say. It's so much more than that. Yes, we need each other. Yes, we need to come together. Yes, we need fellowship, but it's so much more than that. At Elevation Community Church, who we are reaching is this, the unreached. That's who we're reaching. If you have been reached and you have found Christ, this church is for you. But when you come on Sunday, it's not for you. It's for serving and reaching the unreached. Well, who's the unreached? Two categories. One is the unchurched those who've never been in church, those who've never been raised in church, those who have never been given the opportunity or have chosen to follow Christ, those who we would say are anti-religious or just anti-Christian or they just don't know. They just don't know. But then you have the de-churched that we call it, the de-churched. Many of you fit this mold. I fit this mold where you've been raised in a church, maybe you had a church experience, you caught on fire just like that first song, I wanna burn for you, Jesus was so real, you experienced him, but people then gave you a bad experience of the church. You have negative experiences, you were hurt, you were offended, you were embarrassed, you were ostracized, you were excommunicated, you were pushed out, you were judged, and you wanted nothing to do with Christianity for what you experienced. And now maybe you started visiting Elevation Community Church and started to see that it's maybe a little different. We're real people with real problems, real hurts and hangups, but the thing that binds us together is we have a real hope in Jesus Christ. And that's what we long to do. Yes, we want to encourage believers, and I'm gonna to get to that in a moment, but our focus is on the unreached, and I would even add the, the category families. We have a burning heart for families, the whole family unit. And so this is what we want to do. This is what we want to do. We want to create experiences to do three things. Are you with me? I know this is, I hope this doesn't feel like a classroom. We want to deepen the believer. If you're a follower of Christ, can you do me a favor, boldly raise your hand if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. So ECC is for you. 
We want to empower you. We want to challenge you. We want to get you connected to serving in a ministry because we believe that when you do that, we're going to create an experience that deepens your walk with Christ. That's why we do Sunday mornings. That's why we do worship nights. That's why we do AIM student nights. That's why we do E-Kids. That's why we do men's women's ministry. That's why we do celebrate recovery is we want to deepen the life of a believer. We want to fully connect you to Christ, his community, and his cause. I'm going to keep saying that so that it doesn't leave your mind. And then we want to draw the unreached. That's why we do creative experiences. That's why we do the night of worship. The lady that was baptized last Sunday, she came, was, was uh, invited by someone to come to the night of worship. She got saved. She found Jesus. She experienced Jesus, and now she got baptized. And now she's starting to get connected to personal relationships. Now we see another set of experiences is we want to direct people out. Fourth of July, everybody. We sent you out in droves, just like Jesus sent them out. We sent you out to make an impact and an impact you made. So proud of all of you. People heard Elevation Community Church this weekend. And they're going to continue to hear what we have to say in one voice. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, I hear you, Pastor. Yeah. World Cup's on in 30 minutes. (laughs) This is why we do what we do this summer. Look at all the things just in this coming month and couple weeks. This is what we're doing. Can you go to that slide? AIM student nights during the summer is on Wednesday nights. We are all about connecting students to Christ, the relationships of others, and to the cause. These students are starting to catch on fire. We're going to be talking about it in the next couple weeks of what that looks like for us as a church to continue to pour into, to invest in, and support the next generation. We got Celebrate Recovery. Any Celebrate Recovery believers in here? Two. They're all out camping. Every Tuesday night, 6.30, free meal, 7 o'clock. It's not just an addiction program, everybody. If you're struggling with anything in life, that, this is a hospital for you. Women's movie night, Friday, July 12th, here on the big screen. We can't say what movie it is because of license, um, but you won't be disappointed. The women picked it out for women, so if you don't like the movie, blame Veronica. <laughs> Love you, Veronica. Veterans Breakfast is this Saturday. What are we doing with Veterans Breakfast? Well, our elder Tony Cardinal is creating an experience for veterans to be connected to Christ, his community, and his cause. That's why they're doing it. That's why we're doing Look at all these. Broham's Breakfast, Saturday, July 20th, is going to be, we're going to be fishing and hanging out at Jim Bailey's house right down the road from us. We're going to be fishing and hanging out and just connecting as brohams. We're just going to connect. And then we have a man night. If you haven't heard about that, by the way, hold on one second. At Father's Day, we handed out every, uh, every father we handed this to. It's called The Five Marks of a Man. Who does not have this book? Anybody not have this book? Give this to this gentleman back here, Jocelyn. Jesse, the guy with the white beard right there. 
That's yours, my brother. And then um, Mark, uh, I have about four copies left. So after service, the first four that come up to me and say, I'm a man, gets the book. (laughs) Not a boy, I'm a man. That's why we're going to do Man Night. And guess what? The author of the book, Brian Tome, the pastor of the largest church in Cincinnati, and it is the third fastest growing church in the world, Crossroads Community Church. He is coming to Elevation Community Church on Wednesday night to talk and pour into our men. Don't miss this opportunity. Start inviting people because we want to create experiences to draw the unreached. This is why we're doing what we're doing. Women's breakfast, Saturday, August 3rd. They have a great following on Saturday morning. What, round 30? 30 women, 20 to 30 women plus, come and eat breakfast and encourage one another, pray together. It's the body of Christ. Then we have a family night. This is brand new, Thursday, August 8th. Families, you have to schedule this in. You are not going to want to miss it. We are going to have incredible activities and events for you and your family to engage and have fun. We're even going to have family mud fights. Seriously, don't judge us. Go talk to your kids and ask them if they want to do a mud fight. And if they say no, they're lying to you. Okay? So we are going to have fun as families. We're changing where we're going, in a sense. We're doing more family stuff together. We're teaching and discipling our families to love Christ and to raise the next generation. We do. It's about creating experiences to deepen the life of the believer, to draw the unreached, and to direct us out. If you hear me and agree, say amen. Amen. Awesome. Okay. So now we got to break down what this looks like. What this looks like. And I promise, stick with me. We will get out in time to catch the second half of World Cup. Hopefully you DVR it. So I want to break this down of what does the church, specifically here at ECC, but the design of the biblical church look like. We all want that, right? We all want to experience a healthy, healthy, God-designed church. We've probably all experienced the opposite, right? If you agree with me, just nod your head, yes. We've all experienced, we don't want that. We want Christ first and Christ at the heart of And so I want us to look at this quote here, and it says this, in order to be of one voice, which is our vision, we want to be one voice. Um, two weeks ago I said um, the wrong voice The wrong thing that we make the one voice leads to division, discord, and chaos. So we want to make the right thing the one thing, which is Jesus. So in order to be of one voice, making the right thing Jesus, our one voice, we must avoid the mentality of going to church. Say, what? Yes. It's not about going to church. It never has been, and it never will be. It's about being and becoming the church. Hear me and test me. Look in scripture and tell me if I'm wrong. We were never, ever designed to just go to church. We were designed to be the church. You did that this weekend. You showed the community 
what one voice looks like. They're listening and they're watching. It's not about going to church. It's about living and becoming the church. It's all about beyond Sundays. In light of Toy Story 4, Buzz Lightyear, he quoted, I mean, he's a great theologian. He said, Sundays and beyond. Sorry, that was really bad. (laughs) Youth, don't shut me out with that comment. It's all about Sundays and beyond. I I mean, do you not agree? I mean, Sundays is literally the icing on the cake. But if you have no cake batter and you have no substance, it's just icing on the cake. And so we need to understand that in order to be of one voice, we must avoid the mentality of just going to church and we need to start being the church. So what does that look like? Take out your Bibles, if you have them, to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. I'm going to go quick because I want to get you out. Acts chapter 2. It's on the screen. I'm going to read it for my... um, Actually, this is a New Living Translation. I have an ESV Bible, so that would be confusing. So all the believers, all the believers devoted themselves. All of the believers. This is after Christ rose from the dead, met with the disciples, met with different people, gave the great commission, gave the great plan, and then ascended to heaven, waiting for his return to come get us and bring us home and make all things right. Okay? This is after the church was getting started. All the believers say all. all. The Greek word all means all. All the believers, thank you guys. All the believers devoted themselves, devoted themselves. They devoted. What does devoted mean? It means all in, it means full commitment, it means full sacrifice. It's not just a little bit, it's full, complete commitment. Devotion, when you're devoted, you're loyal, you're faithful. So they devoted themselves. Look what they devoted themselves to. This is the church, by the way. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. What was the apostles' teaching? It was the gospel of Jesus Christ. They didn't have the New Testament. They had the stories, the eyewitness accounts of Jesus and his teachings. And to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. This is the church. A deep sense of awe came over all of them, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders through the power of the Holy Spirit, and all, say all, all the believers met together. So what we're doing here on Sunday morning is an awesome thing, but it's not the only thing. Let me say that again. What we're seeing here and meeting together, us on Sunday, and you, youth coming on AIM nights and, and doing men's and women's ministry and CR is all an incredible thing, but it's not the only thing. They met together in one place and shared everything they had. 
They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day. There was a church. They went to the church building and worshiped together each day. Now, one day a week, each day. Then they met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared the meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. The church, Jesus explained the church. The Greek word for church is ekklesia. Ekklesia, and that means people. The church is God's chosen people. God's elected high priest, sons and daughters of the living God. That's the church, is his people. Now listen, as we look at this passage, could you just leave Acts 2 up there, the first one? As we look at this and see the church, we have to understand that this church is a mobile church, not a stationary church. Not just one building that represents and identifies the church. Are you with me? The American church for years, broad, general, we have identified the church with a building and a program that is not biblical. That is not biblical. It's not necessarily bad. It's not necessarily effective and biblical. And what I mean by that is, yes, let's have a building. They had a building that they went and worshiped and they met together, but they also then met in homes. And then they also then went in the streets. And then they also shared meals together. And they also then listened to teaching and growing in the context of relationships. This is the church that we are to follow. This is the church that the Lord Jesus Christ died for and wants us to become. And this is the church that ECC is and will become. And so I just want to break it down. They were a mobile church. Yes, they met in places, but they were always on the move. They didn't settle. They were on the offensive. They were not offensive. Hear that? The church was always on the offensive against the gates of hell. They were always on the offensive to win souls for Christ. They were never offensive, offensive, shall I say. They were offensive, they weren't offensive. What would happen in this community if our church became offensive to win souls for Christ and we were no longer looked at as offensive? Wow. So what does this look like? I'm gonna close with four points, four quick points. Please, Write them down, if you can. Put them in your phone. I'm gonna put, we'll put it on Facebook for you if you'd like. But this is really, 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 really extremely important. If we wanna look like the church that God designed, the ecclesia, the people, we need to begin operating in four key areas as a church. And I have to say, I've never taught a message on these four points, maybe individual points. But this is crucial 
to the church of Jesus Christ. If we really want to see Christ be glorified, draw the unreached and direct us out to change our community for Christ, we have to begin living in these four key areas. And the first one is this. Each person at ECC in our body here takes their walk and relationship with Jesus Christ absolutely seriously. It is the most important thing. They make Christ first. I want to um, um, uh, name this category as personal devotion. Say personal devotion. Acts 2, verses 40, uh, starts in 46, says, they all, the believers, devoted themselves. We need to have personal devotion to Christ, then our family, then everything else. Christ, the family, the kingdom of God, the church, and everything else. Where is Christ in your life? Is he at the forefront, the first part of your life? He needs to be and he wants to be. Acts 2, we see personal devotion. Matthew 16, 24, it's not going to be on the screen. Go ahead and write it down. Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wants to follow me, he must deny himself. In order to be the church, we need to have followers of Christ in our body here who are willing to lay their lives down for the cause of Christ who are laying and surrendering themselves down like Romans 12, 1 says, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. What would happen if we just started to rock out key number one? Everyone is personally devoted to the relationship and walk with Christ. That will change everything. Do you agree? It will change everything. It's all about the cost. Jesus never said it was going to be a bed of roses. Jesus never said it's going to be an amazing ride with no hiccups or bumps. He says, you will encounter many obstacles and tribulations, but do not fear, I have overcome the world. Are you willing to lay down your life for the cause of Christ? That's number one. Then you will take your relationship with him seriously. Has he changed your life, really? Does his spirit live inside of you? If so, you will take your relationship with Christ seriously. Number two, each are connected to personal relationships. That's the church. I'm not talking about Sunday morning. The church is the people. We on Sunday mornings, we have about 70 minutes to connect you to personal relationships and to Christ, and to his cause, and to the teaching, and to worship, and to prayer. We can, can't possibly fit it all in to give you what you need throughout the week. It is all about personal relationships. Don't believe me, let's look at scripture here. Acts 2, they devoted themselves to fellowship. Say fellowship. The Greek word for fellowship is koinonia. Koinonia, what does it mean? It actually means a partnership to the mutual benefit of those who are involved. 
So it's a relationship where Christ is the center, fellowship, where both or all parties mutually benefit from one another. How many of you have had relationships that are only one-sided and about one person and it's not you? That relationship probably isn't strong nor will last long. The fellowship that Jesus Christ talks about is where believers have one thing in common and that's Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Come together. There is mutual benefit to all. You want to grow more and more like Christ? You want to go deeper into knowing Christ? Get connected to other believers. Start here. They're everywhere. But start here and make relationships. John 17 says this. It's the high priestly prayer. This is one of the last prayers that Jesus made. I have given them the glory you gave me, Father, so that they may be one as we are one. I in you, you in me, and I am them. That they may experience such perfect unity. Get this, get this, get this. John 17, verse 23. So that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. If you're not in personal relationships and growing in Christ in the context of community, we can't possibly show others who Christ is. So number one, we need to have personal devotion. Number two, we need to have personal relationships. You see that they shared meals together. They lived together. They shared resources together. And here's what they do that so often we miss. They prayed together. My prayer life, my individual prayer life, is not anywhere near as powerful as when I pray with my brother Vic, or I pray with Daniel, or I pray with my wife. When you connect in personal relationship and you lift each other and you you lift each other up and you enter the throne room of Jesus together? Have you experienced that before? If you haven't, oh, do it right after the service. I'll pray with you. There is nothing like when two or more are gathered in the presence of God. That's why we need personal relationships. That's why Sunday should not be the destination. It is only the launch pad. Sunday church should not be the destination. It's the launch pad to get you fully connected. So number three, we see a church just like Acts that are personally devoted, connected to personal relationships, and three, they give of their personal contribution. What I mean by that is each using their gifts and resources. We're not just talking about money. God doesn't want or need your money. He wants you to learn to give and surrender and share because that is the reflection and that is the church. It's the reflection of Christ. 
Colossians 3 says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. 1 Corinthians 12 talks about, you should read it today, talks about that Jesus Christ himself, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has given every believer spiritual gifts. Each one of you have an anointed spiritual gift. He's also wired you with many strengths, administration, hospitality, whatever it is, carpentry, crafts, arts, you name it. You have strengths, you have personality styles that the body of Christ needs. Sitting on the bench is not being the church. Holding your money and your resources and your time is not being the church. We don't see that here. We don't see that in the Bible. We don't see that in the first church. Our gifts our talents, our money, and our resources are for one purpose and one purpose alone. It's for the common good of the body of Christ. It is for the building up of the body of Christ. Guys, if we can understand this, this will change the way we do Sunday experiences. By the way, many of you heeded the call. We needed 12 spots for e-kids. We filled, I think, about eight of them. Right, Michael? Is he in here? No? And so many of you heeded the call and stepped up and, and I didn't even give you a connection piece after the service to sign up and you still got to us. Guys, you're making a difference. So we need four more after the service to go find Michael. He's the one with the, the, uh, the, the long beard. I think um, he's got a long beard because he's got no hair on top. But um, he's a cool dude. He loves your kids. He loves you and he loves Jesus. And so he wants to plug you in and get connected for three months till the end of September. That's it. Three months, there's an end date in sight, yes. And it's once a month. So three times, we just need your help to bless these kids, your personal contribution. And finally, number four, this is something that's not taught often. This is the discipleship piece that this is the piece that when you leave Sunday mornings, this is how you know you're being the church, is by creating experiences for people to engage and encounter the living Christ. You can do this every day. You can do this every day. So many of you do this every day. You use the gifts that God's given you. You use the strengths and the skills and the relationships, and all you do is create experiences. It can be as simple as paying for someone in the drive-thru behind you. It could be as simple as making someone who's struggling in life a meal. It can be as simple as throwing a block party, creating an experience for people to engage with you and with Christ. At your workplace, you can create experiences. Take someone out for lunch. Tell them about what God's been doing in your life. Listen to their story. But I tell you what, we're not going to see the move of God spread like wildfire until the individual followers of Christ go out into their world, their mission field, and start to make disciples. Jesus said in the Great Commission, go therefore into all the world and make disciples. What he's saying is as you go into your work, as you go into your homeschool day, as you go into your summer, on your vacation, whatever it is, as you go, create experiences that are going to draw people to Christ. If we can 
Be personally devoted, connected to personal relationships, and we can start to learn to serve the body of Christ with what Christ has given us, and we start creating experiences Monday through Saturday, guys, this building will not be able to hold the movement of God. And we are going to begin to look like the church that we see in Acts. And as the band comes up, I want to end with this. It's called the principle of the first fruits. As we were talking about these four things, God wants our very best. And in the Bible, first was the very best. The firstborn son was the very best. And they were blessed. The first crop, the first of all the herbs and the spices, the first of the ointment, the first of everything was blessed by God when it was given to God. And Nelson Searcy says this, don't check out yet. According to the principle of the first, God will bless the areas of your life where you put him in first place. Now this is a little contrary. Some of you have heard the prosperity message that's on TV. I'm not gonna knock any preachers. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name names because they love Jesus and they're doing the work of Jesus. I may just not agree with them and that's okay, okay? But the prosperity message that gets a little bit out of control and a little bit um, outside of scripture basically says if you give $2 in the offering, God's gonna give you 20 when you get home. If you give of your check and the money you don't have, you're gonna look at your bank account the next day and it's gonna be doubled. Or hey, you, you give your used car, you're gonna get a free new car. You just go to the car dealer and say that I'm a Christian and I give. That's, that's not it, that's not it. But when you make Jesus Christ first, he will always bless you, always. You cannot out bless God, you can't. It's the principle of the first, and those four categories connected to personal relationships, personal devotion, contribution, and creating experiences has to happen as we give our very best to Christ. If you want God to bless your finances, put them first in your finances. Hello. Look at your checkbook. See what you're spending your money on. Are you making Christ first? You will be blessed for it but you have to make him first before you can expect his favor and blessing. It's pretty simple, isn't it? So hard to do. If you want him to bless your family, put him first in your family. If you want him to bless your ministry here at ECC, put him first in your ministry. First equals blessing. Follow the Lord closely hinges on putting him first in every area of your life, not just in word, but also in truth. You guys can start. And so I want to pray over you all, each and every one of you. And I'm going to pray the words to the song we're going to sing. And I'm just asking you to push out distractions right now. I want you to listen to my voice. I'm gonna ask Zach to put the lyrics on the screen. So if you wanna focus on the lyrics, I'm just gonna make this our prayer. Father, we focus on you right now. Our eyes are on you, our ears are listening. Take first place right now. Take first place, Jesus. All we have is yours. Come set your rule and reign in our hearts again, Father. 
increase in us, we pray. Unveil our identity of why we're made. Come set our hearts ablaze with hope like wildfire in our very souls. Holy Spirit, come invade us now. We are your church and we need your power in us. We seek your kingdom first. We hunger and we thirst for you. We refuse to waste our lives. I refuse to waste my life. For you are our joy and prize. To see the captive hearts released, the hurt, the sick, the poor at peace. God, let that be so. We lay down our lives for heaven's cause. We are your church and we pray that you revive this earth. And Jesus, unleash your kingdom's power. Unleash your kingdom's power right now. If you're bold enough, just lift your hands, palms up to receive the kingdom's power. You want it, receive it. It's yours in Jesus' name. It's yours for the taking. It's yours, it's given freely to you. The kingdom's power reaching the near and far. No force of hell can stop your beauty of changing hearts. I love that. No force in hell can stop the real life change in Blanchester right now. You made us for much more than this. Awake the kingdom seed in us. Fill us with the strength and the love of Christ. We are your church, and we are the hope on earth. If you believe that, stand, put your hands together, and let's sing. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible Study podcast as well. Both of our weekly podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.